and welcome to another edition of Betting Down South. I am your host, SEC Stat Cat, Clark Brooks, joined by my pal, Fitzy. Fitzy, how are you doing this afternoon? What is up, Clark? I am doing great. Doing fucking great. I'm excited. This college football slate could be the best week of all year. Each game's awesome. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, each game's got a storyline uh, attached to it, and every game has a compelling feature, even the bad games. Uh, UConn Vanderbilt, they have <laughs> uh, some implications. Dude, what are you talking about? That game's fucking awesome. Are oh, it's going to. 7.30 primetime showing for UConn Vanderbilt? I'm fucking rock hard. Let's go. That's what I'm saying. Every game has some type of draw to it. But, yeah, we got to review last week first. So um, I had a pretty decent week, I guess you could say that. Uh, five and three against the spread and six and two uh, under over. Uh, Thirteen and four under over last two weeks. That's uh, pretty, pretty good in my neck of the woods. Fitz, how did you do? I was doing all right. Um, last week I was one minute. I got it on my phonesies. Um, I was five and three against the spread, and then I was four and four over under. Got fucked by some fucking teams last week. Fucking teams that I hate, Mississippi State. Um, but yeah, let's jump. Just let's jump right into it. Last week, and let's just go through what we think. So first game was Georgia Vandy. We both called this one right. It was my lock of the week. UGA has been the cover Kings 4-0 against the spread this year. I mean, it was kind of, those points were nerve-wracking, but Vandy fucking sucks, and UGA was good. I mean, that has to be the consensus of this game, right? I mean, it was over after the first quarter. Hell, it was, after, it was <laughs> over after the first <laughs> drive, really. Um, Three minutes left in the first. They really didn't need uh, JT Daniels' services for that long. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it looks like the vertical passing game is coming back alive, and Georgia fans got to love it because that defense is still very, very dominant. Yeah, they had a good quote where they're talking about how they get pissed off when anyone scores on them. But we'll have a good game this week. Uh, next game, you called this one right on the money, and I did the exact opposite and was wrong. So we had LSU at State, State covered, and the under hit. Man, I keep on thinking State's going to fucking hit the over every game. It's like one of those things with like Mike Leach. I'm like, Mike Leach over, Mike Leach over. And I think I've been wrong the last two weeks in a row. But Well, actually, Fitz, uh... Mississippi State has the worst record posting under overs. They're actually three and one in favor of the under so far this year. Yeah. Fuck. Well, that's might make me change my next bets. Um, okay. <laughs> I mean LSU, they look good. I mean, who knows? I mean, they got athletes on their team. I feel like athletes show state's fucking awful. They're they're the second worst team in the in the whole SEC. I think. I did think it was funny how like NC State's like talking shit now because they beat Clemson. I was, like, fucking with them on Twitter being like, oh, you all beat Clemson. Great. Good job. Didn't you all lose to Mississippi State? <laughs> We're just, like, embarrassed by it. But, yeah. I mean, what do you think about that game, LSU? Just- uh, yeah, the Mississippi State beat themselves, turning it over uh, twice into LSU to- territory and held to a field goal attempt uh, twice inside the red zone. I'm sure they closed with three straight touchdowns, but, of course, it was too little too late. Um, I said it was going to come down to explosive plays, and looks like LSU – Found just enough to turn the tide. Um, of course, getting those turnovers and the big RPO completion to start the second half to boot day. Um, you know, He's good, man. Yeah, I still have concerns with Max Johnson's uh, deep ball, but um, he's producing, and in terms of his peers, the rest of the conference, he is still one of the more effective and accurate quarterbacks at the end of the day. So I did, I did, there's this thing about me. Michael Vick is the only left-handed quarterback that I can get behind. I just I hate watching that Johnson kid play. I mean, he's probably a great kid, and I know his dad played in the pros, whatever. 
But, like, I just don't like left-handed quarterbacks. I don't know about you, but it just weirds me out. Jared Lorenzen, um, yeah. A hefty uh, lefty. That's Steve enough. R.I.P. No, I'm just saying. It just weirds me out watching him play. Um, all right. Next game was Missouri. Fucking Missouri. At Boston College. Um, the over hit. And Missouri did not cover. Boston College beat him in overtime. I mean, I watched like a couple of plays of this game. Missouri looked decent on the first drive. I mean, Missouri's just fucking bad. I don't, I don't, I don't have too much to say about it. I was disappointed they didn't cover. I thought that should be a coverable game for them, but they don't look good. Um, they have issues, but yeah, I mean, the game couldn't have started better in terms of the scoreboard. It was ten nothing. Um, and you know, after an interception, but of course they had to burn two timeouts in the first five minutes. That's, uh, not necessarily ideal. Uh, and the second half could not have started the most polar opposite. Um, they gave up a touchdown and you know, they only had one possession in the third quarter. Um, basically four plays because of an interception. Um, now they did have grit to get back in the game, but, um, yeah, they, they pressed in overtime because of a bad pass and that's that. Yeah. Defense has issues, for sure. For sure. For sure. Um, all right, next game, Texas A&M at Arkansas. Well, it was really a Jerry World. Um, Texas A&M did not cover. Arkansas fucking covered. We both had that. I had the over. You had the under. You got that right. You went two for two on that game. Fucking Arkansas, man. I'm, I'm on this train. I like, I like Pittman a lot. I like his style. He's got the hog while he's going. Arkansas Twitter's going fucking nuts. I love it. They're like a blue-collar fan base. I feel like they've earned this team. I'm, I mean, we, I'm trying to think back to what we thought the whole season was going to go, and I did not have Arkansas being this good. I don't think you did either. I don't think anyone did. But K.J. Jefferson looked good. Burke looked awesome. I mean, shit, what do you think about this team? When this offense can get explosive gains through the air, they're a completely different unit, and they are completely dangerous. Of course, A&M came in with a pretty good defense, Fitz. Yeah. And uh, they established the tone with a 16-yarder, 15-yarder, and a 12-yard run to start the motherfucking game. Talk about whopping, getting everything going here. So um, very, very nice start. They won the first quarter, and they were just able to hang on um, with, of course, five total explosive plays. They look, yeah. they look inspired. Arkansas really looks inspired. Like, you know, I think talent-wise, I always think of, like, stars, like, who has the most five stars normally wins in college football. I mean, I think they have enough, like, three, four, five stars, maybe sprinkled on there. Maybe they don't have any five stars. Probably three and four stars. But, like, this team, they're playing above their potential right now. They got a hell of a coach. That, like you said, they're big, just fucking big, strong football. That's why I look at Arkansas from – KJ Jefferson, the Burks to their O line to their defense, and their defense. I think they miss some tackles sometimes, but they fucking swarm to the football and they get fucking after. There's no really quitting, and you got to really like that in a team. I really like Arkansas this year. Yeah, I mean Arkansas is definitely one of these uh, you know dandy programs that are getting a lot of um, attention. John Ridgeway, their nose tackle, boy, he is a game wrecker. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Beast. Like 20, 21 combined penalties in that game. Um, I mean, it wasn't necessarily a, a pretty game. And really, you know, looking at A&M, big concerns with Calzada. Their only yeah. highlight essentially was Spiller's 67-yard untouched run there. But they gave yeah. up so many pressures, broken plays. They had no push. They were whipped. And, uh, again, way too many penalties. I mean, I think, and this is, I've had my gripes with the Aggies this year, but, like, 
I think that was a quality fucking win for Arkansas against a good team. Yeah. I think A&M talent-wise, you get those five stars on the team, like I'm talking about. But, like, yeah, I mean, obviously they're missing King, their quarterback with the broken leg or whatever he has. But, like, the Calzada guys, he's not the answer. He's not very good. But I think, you know, their run game was there. They have a solid defense. I mean, it was 20 to, like, 10, right, final score. I just knew that Arkansas covered. I was pumped. Um, I, I really think A&M's a lot better team than I thought before the game. And I think Arkansas is even a lot better team than I thought after that game, too. Um, but, yeah, real quality win for Arkansas on that one. Um, next game, man, this game was the nail biter. You know, if you would have told me before um, this week started what would be like the game you're most for sure is going to cover and what's going to hit, it'd probably be Auburn versus Georgia State. Yeah. Georgia State was fucking chugging beers on the bus before that. Did you see that? No. This kid, this kid on Georgia State, they were leaving to play Auburn and someone, he was on top of the bus surfing on a school bus and someone threw him a beer and he chugged it. He got suspended up from the team before the game, threw a beer at him. But I mean, Georgia State should have won that game. They got fucking robbed. Auburn is just in shambles after that loss to Penn State. Wow, I just, the over hit, but that was thanks to Georgia State. Nothing to do with Auburn, but what do you think? There's some controversy at quarterback too, right? Oh, yeah. We still don't know who's going to start Saturday. If it's going to be TJ Finley, the former LSU transfer who came in to save the day, um, posting a 50% success rate. Now, his accuracy figures were basically what Bo Nix's were, which were uh, subpar. Uh, but uh, he was getting results, and you kind of needed to get results in the fourth quarter. So um, they didn't have their best player on the field for their last drive. It didn't end up mattering. But I I, I felt, you know, Tank Big- keeping Tank Bigsby off the field after his fumble was – I don't know. Um, t- but the big thing was just the lackluster play up front. 27 allowed Havoc plays. 13 That led to 13 broken plays. Um, that's basically a third and a sixth of those snaps, respectively, for this offense. Oh, my gosh. They were just completely upended by Georgia State. Um, Tank Bigsby looked relatively ineffective, and the primary culprit was them directing runs to the mid-right. Fitz, check this out. You know if you do things a lot and you're bad at doing them, terrible. Well, over half of their one runs went to the mid-right quadrant, and they averaged 0.3 yards before contact. That's just setting yourself up for failure. They just kept running into the wall of the front where uh, Georgia State was stunning to or already positioned, and they were either trying to cut back their zones, and they just had no where to go. I mean, um <sighs> Like you sound like you're shocked after this game. You have the most. You're saying the most stats on this one. Did this perplex you the most? It, your- it, it's perplexing, but again, Bo Nix is proving me right by saying he's not necessarily a great quarterback to play in a true passing environment. He's very RPO reliant. Well, this year his RPO percentage is one of the worst, and as a result, we're seeing what we're seeing, which is not great. Again, not as to say that Finley's necessarily world's better, but if he can get results. Results matter for a program that's trying to find some positivity. Yeah, Bonex, he's garbage. All right, next game, good game. Big, uh, big game for the East, for kind of the middle of the pack of the East. Kentucky versus South Carolina. Kentucky covered. Over did not hit. The under hit. Yep. I mean, what did you think about this game? What did um, it prove? What, did it, what does it say about the Cats? It proves the Cats are still very careless with the football. Um, they had four fumbles and lost two of them. My boy, Chris Rodriguez, 
Um, seems to be eating popcorn before every game fits. That's it's a concern. It's a concern. Otherwise, ruining his otherwise sterling statistical profile. But the offensive line answered the bell late. Um, in the fourth quarter, um, they had 13 runs for a 69% success rate. Uh, uh, Chris Rodriguez personally had a 7.1 yards per attempt and averaged nearly five yards after contact with four broken tackles, four first downs, and three carries of at least 10 yards. Talk about being a closer. That stood out to me, even though um, the pass game went away. Of course, Kentucky came in as one of the most explosive vertical passing offenses. That went away. That was taken away. Only one deep pass attempt, and it was intercepted. So uh, Kentucky played really conservatively, conservatively, but at least they didn't let that horrible South Carolina offense get too many points on them. So, um, yeah, I think the defense, bigger defense challenge played well. Yeah, for sure. The defense played well. I mean, Rodriguez with 26 rushing attempts. That's a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, he played good. Got to stop with these fucking fumbles and shit. Once we stop fumbling, he probably – I think Rodriguez would be considered the best back this year in the SEC if he didn't have these motherfucking fumbles, to be honest. I'll, um, I'll shit out some stats on C-Rod later, but, um, yes, that is, that is unequivocal in my opinion. Yeah. For sure, um, but hey, Kentucky won. That's one of the, like it's one of those things. Kentucky football. If they win, you're happy, no matter what. It's it's always going to be ugly. Kentucky's never going to be that team that just beats the shit out of someone. Not in their nature. Um, next game was last two games was Tennessee at Florida. Oh yeah, Tennessee at Florida. Um, it was kind of close about midway through the game. Uh, it, they were up three at halftime, and then just Florida became Florida. Remember who they were, and just. Beat him 21 unanswered points at halftime. Well, was 24. Um, um, yeah, but like Tennessee tried some sticky stuff. To I get guess. Um, their, their notable 75-yard solo route, which is just a one-on-one deep route, arguably pass interference because they did it from a stacked formation, and the front guy just literally kept blocking like five, six yards yeah, downfield. That like that's kind of not allowed. Um, and, of course, when you do that with pace, kind of hard to defend. So, like, once that was kind of shored up, um that was also uh, just for people listening gambling wise we both call this one right florida yeah. and the under um we both call this one right um we like yeah. to call an exacto yeah Double. exacto both right get them both right so um, uh, yeah i mean tennessee's the bad team right i mean i'd say they're up there with mississippi state at the second worst team i'll have or maybe more South Carolina. later i'll have more of them later but look this fucking run game is awful and it's an eyesore um they were held to a 1.2 yards before contact and uh, they were hit on their, they were hit behind line of scrimmage on nine of the thirty carries. So basically, a third of their carries. Just terrible, terrible block. Emory Jones looked good too. He looked good. Keeping it simple for him. Very few downfield chances, but they're starting to mold the offense to his strengths. And of course, Dan Mullen's one of the best in the country at doing that. Best in the country at keeping one of the best quarterbacks in the country on the bench in AR fifteen. But we'll see him against the Cats this weekend. Um, all right, so this next game, I actually switched my pick before this game. Or I might have been a little fucked up and forgot which one I picked, so I just went with Alabama. But a win's a win. I won money on it, unlike Clark. Um, um, so we had Southern, Southern Miss at Alabama. I thought Alabama would come out and cover the spread. I thought this was going to be a statement game from Alabama and means of, like, we're going to take care of business after that almost loss against Florida, although Nick Saban was happy about that game. Because um, they won. But, um, I mean, I don't think there's much to say about this because Southern Miss isn't very good, and Alabama covered it. And the overhit. We, you had that. You had Southern Miss. I mean, 
I didn't blame you because I picked that originally just bet Alabama. Minus 46 was a lot. No, no. Uh, yeah, the hero was Jamison Williams. He had two special team return touchdowns and an 81-yard reception. So uh, very, very nice. We had a lot of deep passing concepts. Concepts that this offense has kind of struggled on hitting, to be quite honest, that fits. Uh, they had daggers, two fake screens, a leak, a Yankee shot, double posts with a skipper, switches as in wheelie, wheel uh, curls, and they even had uh, out and up that feigned to be a form of stick. Bill O'Brien did not pull any punches despite uh, the Golden Eagles basically not really putting up much of a fight defensively. Yeah, it was one of those things like, stop, it's already dead. Yeah. <laughs> that verbal meme. <laughs> Please stop. It's already dead. He's, you've killed it already. Kind of like the Georgia game, too. Um, all right. Well, let's get into the middle segment of it. Who was your hero? Who was your letdown? And what was your favorite moment? So I'll go first. My hero was Arkansas. Arkansas mm-hmm. was my hero last week. Covered that. Probably, I think. So I don't really bet. Like, the most I'll bet is 100 bucks on a game, and I put $100 on them which really helped me out because I was losing a lot of money other other places. Um, Arkansas was my hero. They're, I think fucking Hogs Twitter, go Hogs. I love it. Beach I mean, I had, to, I had an exacto on that game, but I'm going to go uh, with the team that I, I think I picked the last two weeks, and that's Georgia. They continuously come through for me. Uh, they continuously do it in uh, a fashion that passes the eye test, let's just say. That's a really good point. That's a good point. Kicking with down Vanderbilt's doors, pun intended, <laughs> uh, for the second straight time in Nashville. Of course, they started the season in 2019 with a route. Um, but again, we still have questions because they haven't really played anybody the last three weeks that can you know, give them any bit of challenge uh, defensively that can actually show are they for real or not on that side of the ball. But they are definitely – starting to put up very, very efficient numbers. They're for real on defense, I'll tell you that. They're oh. for real on defense. No one can tell me otherwise. George is 4-0 against the spread, too. Fucking doing good. All right, who was your biggest letdown? Oh, this one's easy. It's Auburn. I mean, this yeah. is a team that we needed to see some um, zeal, some passion, some urgency following a, a, a contentious loss, road loss. To a Big Ten opponent, and they just shit the bed almost at home. Of course, this is the thing that Auburn traditionally kind of does regularly. Um, so we kind of have to take it with a grain of salt historically. But in terms of this season, that cannot be great news for the director of this offense, as we you know kind of hinted at. There's a quarterback controversy. Uh, their best running back is often left off the field on crucial situations. Um the offensive line is giving up way too many forms of havoc and not really carving out considerable cushion. Uh, Bo Nix, when he's in there, is bad in structure, and he's afraid to throw the fucking ball in the middle of the field for whatever reason. seeing ghosts. He's seeing um, ghosts. What I, quarterback said that again? I'm seeing ghosts. Well, that, that was Darnold. That is the uh, Carolina Panthers. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Seeing and, and, and also, Mike Bobo, look, they're – as I mentioned on my uh, stat cast a couple weeks ago, Mike Bobo is of the form of offensive coordinators that makes his game-specific game plan, meaning he doesn't have a lot of carryover pass concepts from week to week. He only makes things that he thinks can win that given week. He doesn't have any staple concepts that they practice every week. If they do, it's very, very seldom or they're very, very basic plays. 
This was consistent with his time at South Carolina last year. Um, meaning, um, if the original plan does not work, like it did not, they have yeah. very little answers to turn to other than personnel changes. And so that's what they were basically uh, left to do there. So um, I, it's not like this offense doesn't have fun plays or that people aren't open because that happens. But it's just they have a lot of issues with the most important position. And until that's really stabilized, it's going to be hard to back this team. Yeah. They did not look good. Um, I think everyone just forgets. Uh, everyone remembers how good Cam Newton's Auburn team was and realizes like they haven't really been good in between then ever. Actually, they won the national championship game that one time, but um, whatever. My biggest letdown. Let's see. I'm looking at my stuff now. Uh, it could be a couple teams, right? It could be Auburn for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be Missouri. It could be Missouri for sure. Yeah. But it's the same team that keeps fucking, I keep betting on every last two motherfucking weeks. These sons of bitches. Mississippi's stupid fucking state. Fuck you guys. I mean, I pick you guys. I, I at least at least hit the fucking over. I bet a lot of money on you guys and fucking lost. Please, just Mike Leach, be Mike Leach. You came there to be an offensive guru. Score fucking points. If you're not going to play defense, score motherfucking points. They had costly turnovers and missed field goals, but um, that that clearly turned out to be the uh, the difference there. But <laughs> they are one and three against the spread. And of course, they are three of the four games the under is hit. To reiterate what I said earlier, um, who? What was your favorite moment? Do you have a favorite moment? It was kind of a boring week, but anything. I mean, that? the favorite favorite moment is Arkansas Twitter. Arkansas Twitter. Arkansas's back. The fan base is great. I love you all. I love you all. I love you all. I'm going down to Fayetteville to watch a game at some point this year. I, I really like the team. I think Arkansas didn't arrive because you know I don't want to get ahead of myself. I still think you know Alabama, Georgia. I think three teams from the SEC goes to the college football playoffs. It's such a down year. We have at least five or six of the top ten teams in the whole country in the SEC this year, and Arkansas is one of them. If they fucking only lose one game this year and don't make the SEC West, they should be in the playoffs. Same for Ole Miss. Same for Bama. What about Florida? Florida's fourth in the SP Plus right now. People want to overlook Florida. Florida's playing as good as anyone in the country offensively. To be honest, you're only helping my statements. Conceptuals are fun. Uh, my favorite moment was the. Uh, <laughs> you're like you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> my favorite moment was uh, the fun plays that we saw from Alabama's offense. Um, again, they were kind of lackluster in terms of finding um, deep completions this year, but they definitely found them uh, a good amount of uh, big gainers against Southern Miss. So I was really happy to see some of these play designs. Very aggressive um, script. They did definitely did not phone it in. Uh, and they were even like, like I said, the backups were scoring off of like double deep, double moves. And, uh, they definitely did not take their foot off of the pedal the entire game. So very, very nice thing. I liked charting this week and I saved them for last. So compared to some of the other offenses this week, uh, I definitely like to end on a high note there. I don't know. I get what you're saying. I just don't think that was, I think Arkansas was the best, but anyway, okay, let's get to the bets here. The bets. Oh. This one is just my perplexing to me. Um, been saying that word a lot. This is my this is disrespectful. The first game, Arkansas plus eighteen and a half at Georgia. I think it went down to eighteen. I bet at eighteen and a half over under forty eight. I mean, listen, I get it. Georgia's good. Georgia's a good team. But I believe in Sam Pittman. Pittman for president. 
he knows what Kirby Smart's going to want to do. I think, I think this this Arkansas team is a blue collar team. The thing about it is, is I, I think I just think that spread's too high. It's just, this Arkansas that's not going to happen. I, Georgia, I think, could win for sure. Could win. But if I'm going just gambling and should win, Georgia should win. I think Georgia is the best team in the country, and I really think whoever wins this game should be ranked number one in the country. Well, they're number one in the SP Plus entering this week. Yeah. So, I mean, and they should, but I think on the big poll, Georgia number one, or if Arkansas wins, Arkansas number one, 100%. That's serious if Arkansas wins, because they could. Go Hawks. Don't laugh. I'll send all my friends after you from Arkansas Twitter. Um, I'm taking Arkansas plus 18 and a half, and I'm taking the over here, which. I'm kind of worried about that, to be honest, and I bet 200 bucks on this game, both 100 on the Arkansas and 100 on the over, so could start this fucking weekend very, very in a hole. But, um, yeah, I'm real confident in Arkansas this weekend. Yeah, I'm taking the exact opposite. I'm taking the number one team in the nation and the number one defense in the nation and give me that under on the nooner. I don't think that the Arkansas offense um, playing early for them uh, is necessarily – in rhythm, I don't think that they're able to compete. Even though Georgia has had some instances of starting slow, I think this is an instance where their vertical passing game proves that it is a legit thing. I think they prove that they are one of the, uh, one of the most explosive offenses in the SEC. So um, I think they win comfortably. I think they win like 28-7 to 7 or even 31-10, to 10, something like that. All right, next game. Uh, Tennessee at Missouri. This is one where we have polar opposites on this one again. Um, Tennessee minus three, right? Yeah, Tennessee minus three. Um, no, it's Missouri minus three. Missouri minus three, that's right. So Tennessee plus three and then over under 65. I'm taking Tennessee plus three. Give me the points. I don't think Missouri is very good. And give me the under. 65 points is way too high for both these two teams. No, Missouri's not very good, and their deep passing remains to be very, very bad, um, as does Tennessee's. But I'm going to take Missouri here. Um, Missouri, in standard time, is still the number one producer in yards before contact. That can't be ignored, but one cannot ignore the fact that they literally cannot stop anybody on the ground, Fitz. Um, They're just getting run all up and down each and every game, it seems like. Um, very, very concerning considering a lot of these offenses that they're, um, going to face in conference are pretty run heavy. Um, but I still don't think Tennessee's offense particularly does anything well, even though, uh, Dion Evans is still one of five SEC running backs with at least 25 carries that sits top five in success rate, first down touchdown rate explosive run rate, broken tackle rate, and yak average. So you got to think it's just a great matchup for him in that run game, but I'm just not a believer in Tennessee's offensive line, and I think Missouri, at the end of the day, is going to be able to um, get that field goal at, <laughs> that they need to get over that edge. Why do you like Tennessee? I did, honestly, I'm just doing a history game here. I think Tennessee's a better program, has better players. Um it's just a history game for me. Like, you, you know, which I, which team do you think looked better last week, Tennessee or Missouri? Both lost in different ways and to different quality of opponents. I think Tennessee looked better. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah. All right, let's get to the next game. This is a good one. This is a, man. I almost said Arkansas Georgia, and then this game's probably going to be my favorite game. 
Highest over under in SEC history, 79 and a half. Spread, Ole Miss at Alabama, Tuscaloosa, plus 14 and a half. Man, this is going to be exciting. Lane Kiffin coming off a bye week. Alabama coming off a practice week basically against uh, Southern Miss. Give me the Rebs and give me the fucking over. Let's do this. Let's be a part of history. Take the over. Mm, I'm going to agree with you on Lane Kiffin and them Rebs. Um, look, after, them after a week to specifically prepare for Alabama does not seem fair. Uh, the only advantage Alabama has is that, of course, they're still Alabama and they get to play this puppy at home. Um, I think Ole Miss loses by less than two touchdowns. Uh, and I am going to take the um, over with you. Let's no, go. I, no. I changed my do mind. It. No, do it. Too much. It's too much. It. It's like, you know, you've seen the other guys? Yeah. With Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Free hot dogs for life. He's like, yay. He's like, no drinks. Can't do it. Can't do it. That's how I feel. I can't do it. This is you're fucking killing me. I'm dying. I was just dying right there. Um, that was a anyway. great reference. That was a anyway, great. Yeah, I just I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm taking the under. I'm taking the under. Eight out of ten on that movie reference. Eight out of ten. And our next game fits. This is a really interesting game. South Carolina. They're just coming off a loss. Six and a half point favorites against Troy. Troy has uh, a very cupcake schedule and they have a loss on their record. Uh, South Carolina, on the other hand, uh, they have dropped their two uh, <laughs> harder games, let's just say. Um, two and two. Um, under over 43 and a half. That's so low. That's so low. Um, do you like the Trojans or do you like the Gamecocks in this one? This one uh, might not have a whole lot of talent, but it's definitely an interesting matchup. Troy is actually two and two. They lost to the Jaguars, uh, which I don't know who the fuck they are. SU Jaguars. That's Southern Alabama. Okay, and then they lost to the Flames, which that's a badass mascot. Um, and then they lost to Southern Miss. So, dude, Troy's not good. You're you're wrong. Troy's not good. Um, I'm well, thinking, South Carolina good? I mean, I think South Carolina played Kentucky well, and I think Kentucky's a decent football team. So give me South Carolina and a touchdown, and give me the. Like they were gifted like so many extra possessions, and then they get jack shit out of them. Hey, you know what? You know what? They got them. You gotta get. You gotta show up to get them, and that's what they did. I like Beamer too. I like him a lot. First time I got his name right all year. Yeah, I was about to say you finally got his name right. Uh, I'm taking Troy just because I am not a believer in South Carolina. I think South Carolina still wins, but I think it's gonna be an ugly slop, sloppy underscoring rock fight. So under and Troy for me. Um, look, I'm gonna be so South Carolina. It's still the only offense in the SEC with a double-digit negative play rate. They're near the bottom in success rate. The offensive line in standard time um, only averages half a yard before contact on their rush attempts. So um, if they can get, if they continuously struggle to get uh, cushion in that aspect, um, I think Troy is certainly able to keep it close and definitely cover. Uh, the next game, yeah, six o'clock game, uh, Florida. Traveling to Lexington, they are seven and a half point favorites. The under over is 55. I have Florida minus eight. Um, I didn't bet that much on this game. And then I'm taking the under. I don't think they score that many points. 55. Mm, I mean, I, I think that's a double consensus there. Um, Will Levis has cooled off. The deep passing game has cooled off. The offensive line. Um, 
looked rocky the last, uh, let's just say, six out of eight quarters. Um, sure, they looked fine in the second half last week, but uh, overall, when they aren't running RPOs, they consistently struggle at getting cushion for Chris Rodriguez, and he doesn't win too many foot races. He's a bruising back, so that just makes his job harder, and as we have seen, it has led to fumbles. So I'm going to... Um, you know, give Chris Rodriguez some love here. In addition to having over 100 more total yards, 61 more yards after contact, 13 more broken tackles, seven more first down touchdown carries, and three more 10-plus runs entering this week than the next closest SEC running back, he is one of five backs that is top 10 in overall success rate, first down touchdown rate, broken tackle rate, explosive run rate, and yards after contact average. So... He's getting it done in terms of volume. He's getting it done in terms of efficiency. He is absolutely fantastic. But it's those goddamn fucking fumbles. In addition to other things that are allowing Kentucky's offense to cool off, it's just the inability to sustain drives because of self-enforced turnovers. I think Florida pounces on one of those, whether it is a Will Levis interception. He's thrown an interception in every game. Emory Jones was did have a streak akin to that, but he broke it last week, and that is a step in the right direction. Um, Kentucky has just got to protect the ball better. I don't think that they are able to keep this one within a touchdown at the end of the day. Yep. Are you taking the under, too? Yes. Yep. yep. That was a lot of stats there, Stat Cat. A lot of stats, but I agree with you. I think Florida is just, you know, just, just a different caliber of school to Kentucky. I think Kentucky's getting there. It's nice that Kentucky legitimately has a shot in this game. Like, I don't think they're, like, no chance in hell that Kentucky, like, wins this game. I think they could win. Um, but, yeah, I, I think they got to they gotta play their absolute best game to beat Florida. But next game, interesting game here. And I think this game's being undervalued um, in terms of the over-under here and also the spread. So Mississippi State at Texas A&M. Mississippi State is so bad. If you, I, I think this spread should be at least like 13 or 14, to be honest. Two touchdowns. Even te- Texas A&M has disappointed more than anyone else the last few weeks. I, I know. And guess what? I suck at betting on both these teams, so I'm probably wrong. I fucking hate betting on both these teams, but I've committed that I'm going to do it. And guess what? I said this, but my biggest letdown was Mississippi State never hitting the over, and I'm taking <laughs> the over. 46. Let's go. Hurt me again. Mississippi State. Fucking take your cowbells and just fucking hit me right in my cowbells, if you know what I'm saying. Um, I'm yes. ready to be hurt in this hit game. Him, hit him right in his nostrils. That's exactly what he is saying. Um, Mississippi State, I'm going to take them. Um, you taking the over, even though uh, these teams combined are 7-1, hitting the under, and that's where I'm going. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking the under. I don't think – I think Miss. Uh, I think Mississippi State's defense and Texas A&M's defense does a pretty good job in the scoring department. So uh, I'm going to disagree with you there. Give me the Bulldogs. Um, now, down to down, Mississippi State's offense is fine. Just fine. They're one of the few offenses with the 50-plus success rate. Um, Will Rogers is one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the conference. I think he is actually the leader in depth adjusted accuracy for the second straight week. Actually, for the third straight week, if my memory holds. Um, So he's very, very strong, and he's not throwing the ball into harm's way anymore, uh, for the most part. Of course, he had one last week on the on you know on the opening series, so that you know kind of undercuts my 
overall point, but he's, his interceptable pass rate is one of the best in the conference, and I think that he outduels Zach Calzada because he's not able to um, get open completions. He tests tight windows a decent amount, and this is an offense that is overly constipated. And I just think Mississippi State is more consistent and hence more prepared to win against the spread. Huh. I disagree. I think we're forgetting how good. That's why I was emphasizing it about how good I actually think Texas A&M is. I think Arkansas is a really good team. Um, yeah, keep them with you over there. Next game, fucking. I think SEC Network's going there. College Game Day is going to be there. It's like pretty much the biggest game of the night. UConn Huskers at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt is a minus fourteen and a half, and the over under is fifty one. I am taking Vandy, which is, I mean, I'm not putting that much money on this game. Vandy, and then I'm taking the over 51. So I guess we have a consensus on Vandy, but I'm going to take the under. Um, I just don't think that these offenses are able to score points. Um, Vanderbilt themselves, they're one and two hitting the, under uh, their average margin is 57. You know, average total is 57. You can thank Georgia for inflating the average last week. But um, I have very little faith in Ken Seals. And Wright, the backup, is not suited to pass the ball. So they don't have a whole lot of offensive uh, answers uh, in terms of how to get points. Because um, in terms of looking at their receivers' analytics, it's very, very flawed because of who they have throwing them passes. It's just a lot of uncatchable and inaccurate contempts, uh, contested attempts, and they remain uh, averse to playing two of their most efficient pass catchers from last season in Ben Breshnahan and Amir Abdul-Rahman. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'd like to see Vanderbilt win this game, to be honest, just because they're an SEC team. That's kind of how I picked it. Um, we'll see. I think the over's going to hit, though, for sure. Um Block of the week, haven't said it yet. It's not this game, so chill. Um, Arkansas is my lock of the week. Taking Arkansas, cool. it's 18 and a half. And then next game, last game. Yeah. Nine, nine um, o'clock kick. How about this? I mean, shoot. It's late as fuck. Um, shoot. It's Auburn plus three at LSU in Death Valley over under 55 and a half. Give me the Tigers at Death Valley. And give me the over. I think both will hit. Um, yeah, and both are named the Tigers, so you're going to have to specify. The real Tigers. The real Tigers. Um, that translates to LSU, and I agree. LSU is going to be my lock. I think they look a little bit better. I think they look have a lot more momentum behind their sales than Auburn right now. I think Auburn's reeling. Um, I think that you know Max Johnson being the more accurate and proven passer is a big deal. Uh, problem, though... The run game is absolutely horrible, um, especially off RPOs. So um, I don't know exactly how they're going to try and manufacture cushion because the rotating bodies they have up front is not cutting it. It is underwhelming. Uh, Max Johnson is fine down to down, but we know he's not a quarterback that can necessarily shoulder a passing game that is constantly put behind the chains. He's not the most gifted passer at driving the ball downfield, even though he has some completions. He still has a decent amount of uh, risky ball placement attempts on his resume as well. But end of the day, I think he's the better quarterback in this matchup and hence propels the home team to victory. Let's go through the picks real quick. 
And just recap what we all have. So Arkansas, Georgia, you have Georgia and the under. Mm-hmm. All right. And then Tennessee, you have Mizzou. I have Mizzou and the over. Um, Ole Miss, Alabama, you have Ole Miss. Yep, we both do. There. You have South Carolina. What do you have there? You have Don't Troy. you have the over in the Alabama game? Yeah, I do. You have Troy, and you have the under. I'm and taking a lot of unders this week. I don't know why, uh, but I'm taking yeah, under. Going through, listen, so then Florida, Kentucky, I'm taking Florida, and the under, and you're taking Florida, and the under. under. Mm-hmm. Double consensus. It's the only one. double consensus this week. And then Texas and you're taking state. Taking state in the under. Such a coward. Um, I'm a coward taking a road underdog. Hate state. Um, Vanderbilt, you're taking Vandy and the under, right? Yep. Under. yep yeah, I'm taking like a lot of unders. I'm only taking two overs this week. Yeah. You're, I, hope, I hope you fucking miss all these. Um, and then we both got LSU. That is my lock, LSU, and I'm LSU taking the over. And taking the over. So we got double consensus on that one. I'm excited for this week. I think it's going to be fucking awesome. Arkansas is my lock. I'm putting it on there. I have your tips, too. Um, I'm excited, man. I'm so excited. I think it'll be great. I'll be celebrating my 30th on Sunday. Hopefully not losing a bunch of money. I think I got about 700 out there right now. Honestly, one of us is going to be a big loser this week. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, follow us on Twitter at Bet Down South. You can follow Clark at um, at SEC underscore StatCat, and you can check out the site at www.secstatcat.com, where you can have you know a lot of interesting things you basically can't find anywhere else. That's like pass charts, run charts, concepts that teams are running, advanced statistics, you name it. Um, we're still trying to add a lot more uh, features as we keep going, but I need your support to do so. So make sure you subscribe and uh, check out those things. And of course, the Twitter follow is still really interesting, like I already plugged um, Thursdays to do the stat blast. And of course, I live chart some games on Saturdays. So as they come in, you can see drive by drive updates of what people are running in advanced statistics and, and all that. I will stuff. say this. Ever since we started doing this, I have been learning more about Havoc plays and some stuff, and it does correlate a lot to gambling. But, yeah, let's wrap it up, guys. Um, good luck gambling out Isn't there. Isn't it nice? I'm not just doing this for fun. It actually has a practical purpose. I mean, it's not that. I'm actually – some of it's right. I'll even give you that. But, all right, I got to go. Um, good gambling to you all this weekend, and um, let's get after it. Until next time. Until next time.